All right, and welcome to another episode of the Senpai Kohai Podcast. It's your boy Trey, and with me today is the Zesteria to my Vespa, Steven. And along with Steven is my Bazaria to the... To, to the Zillia. I don't even know if I'm really saying these words right. And guest to the show, friend of the show, friend of mine, friend of Stevens, Shane. How are you boys doing tonight? Uh, well, I was doing all right until you butchered a couple of those names, but That's, I think I'll get through it. It's completely fair. Uh, yeah, <laughs> to be fair, he he butchers every single thing that he tries to talk about besides Monster Masume and Sinren Kagura Beach Beach Splash. So just get ready for this ride because it's going to be a lot of that. He's just going to make up names for the things we're actually talking about. I'll it's do a, my best. It's just how uh, it's just how it goes. I don't know. Uh, I want to say I've seen these words a lot. Because I, I always pass over these tales games, and I just kind of—I don't really know what I'm looking at most of the time. I've tried one of—we'll—we'll we'll, we'll get to that. We, we will get to that. But we have our friend Shane on today. Shane's here to talk to us about the Tales series, a series I am—I am below novice in, and a series that Senpai is beyond Senpai in. Hopefully. Oh yeah, definitely played a lot of these games all the way back from the PS1 era. Um, you know, recalling them may be a little bit of a challenge for my my old ass, but uh, I do have a few notes and things like that to kind of uh, follow up on it. And I'm looking forward to hearing about it from multiple perspectives. Like I have like the older ones, like Tales of Destiny and Tales of Legendia. And, you know, Shane has come in with some, you know, later generation ones. So we're going to get some input there. And then you don't know a damn thing about it. So that'll be interesting to see what you say in response to the actual info. Mm. Firing from the hip, as I constantly do. So, Shane, as as we do as, as customary tradition here, we normally start off with the animes that we're watching. Um, I'll let you go first. Uh, do you do you watch anime? Do you like anime? What what are you even watching? Well, uh, I used to like anime way back in the day, and I don't know what happened, but I kind of fell off or on it for a good while. But started getting back into it recently. And right now I'm currently going through a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm on the uh, Golden Wind arc. And so far, I'm really enjoying it. Golden Wind, is that with Giorno? Right? Yes, Season it's five? A Giorno. Okay. It has that iconic theme song that you hear posted on memes and stuff like that all over the place. Exactly. <laughs> I only I thought, know the you know, end song. The, uh, the one with... Oh my gosh, it's not the Who song. It is the Who song. Um, oh my gosh. The, the one that's always the To Be Continued song. Continue. Everything's always iconic with JoJo, but sorry. Go ahead, Shane. Yeah, I think that one's called Roundabout, if I remember correctly. Yes. But, um, honestly, I thought it would be a little weird for me, but once I started, I just got hooked and I haven't stopped. So how do you feel about season two of JoJo? And why is it your favorite? Uh, <laughs> uh, Battle Tendency, right? Yes, yes, with uh, Joseph. You know, honestly, it's not my favorite, but it is my second favorite at this point. Mm, Mostly weird. just because of Joseph himself. He's a great character. So it's your first and your second favorite. Eh, I think you're trying to put words in my mouth, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, for yeah. real though so far my favorite is uh diamond is unbreakable i don't know there's just something about it being contained in, like one central area to where i can focus more on the characters instead of the adventure mm-hmm. i think that's what i really like about it i almost went back to jojo today but instead i i feel like i made a weird decision so we'll get to me in a <laughs> second though steven uh, we'll let you We'll uh, we'll get we'll get to you. What are what are you watching? <laughs> okay, so for one, uh, "Roundabout" is a song by the band Yes, not the Who. An yes, that's what I said. Yeah, absolutely, an easy sure, mistake sure. to make. I mean, I know you're used to those, uh, but actually, I uh, I've been keeping up with Spy X Family and Kaguya-sama season three. You know, a lot of the the newer series, but I did something kind of random i'm on these overnight shifts i don't have a lot of time to really delve deep and like pay attention so as you know i've talked about in the past i'm trying to read through one piece manga and as work has kind of like distracted me from that 
sometimes I need a little reminder of where I am. So I started the One Piece anime this week. That's right. Absolutely did that. And uh, I'm about 12 episodes in. And I, the great thing about it. You're getting like, there. I had, to, I had to be honest with you. It's it's a nice refresher that I don't have to pay attention to. Mm. Like, because I've read the chapters, a lot of things that pop up are kind of reminders. And I uh, I can just kind of, like, glance at it every once in a while and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that this happens. And I kind of catch things that are not, like, one for one in the manga. And that's a really nice treat. And so it's it's kind of low stakes. Uh, I sneak in Spy X Family, Kaguya-sama, and Love after world domination usually on like sunday nights uh or sun- monday mornings i guess uh after i get off of work of the overnights and that's uh that's pretty much it really just one piece when i'm falling asleep and doing stuff and then uh the most recent big big boys in the the lineup uh nothing really unique yet that's that's reserved for whenever i get to be alive during the daytime like normal humans and not a vampire but how about how about you, Trey? Trey's always got some weird shit he's watching because he never watches anything like good. He just watches the weird stuff. I wish I could watch something good. God, do I wish I do. <laughs> I, it's a talent I have to just <laughs> to just be with trash. Um, so I've actually been traveling and working uh, separate from my home for the past week, and so that gave me some time to really dig into a lot of my backlog in my anime, and it. It's always a gamble, you know, so I I don't really read what what any of my anime is going to be about. I think we've talked about it before where I only judge based on the title card and the name. And so I was like, okay, yeah, cool. These all sound nice. They look nice. We'll see what it's about. Um, So I'm going to kind of hit these real hard. I I put like little reviews of these on, on Twitter kind of, and that's kind of it. But this first one is 91 days. Um, It's very okay. It, it's this, <laughs> it's like this, I don't, I don't even know how to really describe it. It's this gangster anime where it's like, what if, what if Sasuke was a gangster and it just doesn't really develop really anywhere. And it, it has these crazy like Godfather moments, but really that's kind of it. It's really predictable. It doesn't, I don't know. It, it's nothing really worth your time. It's just okay. Um, this next one I watched was called Adachi and Shimamura which was really, really confusing. It's about these two girls who are growing up in high school. Uh, one of them is dealing with this really crazy bout of loneliness and I think depression. And this other one is coming to terms with uh, having feelings for her girlfriend uh, to the point of loving her and not being able to express that. And by the end of the season, there's no conclusion on anything. Uh, there's, there's no one saying, I love you. There's no one, no one not feeling a little less lonely. It, it was the most frustrating thing. Cause it's like, Oh man, she's finally going to tell her, I love you. Like they have a, they, they spend a night at each other's house and she keeps having these intimate moments with her. And she's like, it, it's, it's just so frustrating. Like, just say it, just say, say you love her. And you know, I, surely she, under, she knows at this point, like it's, it's just kind of weird how she wouldn't with all the things that have been happening and how weird she's being, but she just didn't. And it was really frustrating. I don't know if there's a manga or if there's going to be a season two, but I don't think I can be blue balled for another 12 episodes on something. I'm not that invested in. Um, the like next just, one, just rolled over and was like, good night. Good yeah, night. Was, like I'm going to have intimate <laughs> moments with you. And just was like, cool. See you next week. You know, like, <laughs> wait, where are you going? No, wait, <laughs> no, please come back. Uh, the the next one was Aesthetica of a Rogue Hero. And I've talked about this trash anime I want I watched on here before called Testament of Sister New Devil that I watched both seasons and the movie for, unfortunately. Is that the one with the armpit licking? Oh yeah. You know what it is, baby. <laughs> and this one didn't have any of that, which uh don't know if I'm disappointed in or not. Um because they traded out the armpit licking for pissing. And that is something I'm disappointed in. <laughs> there was, God, why? There, I, I know. I know. And, you know, with, with anime, it's always such an awful gamble about what the hell you're going to get. But I, I don't... It was trash. It was just trash. Like, this dude 
has the ability to link emotions and feelings between people. And this one girl was like, I really have to go to the bathroom because they were locked in the locker room. He was like, oh, well, hang on. Maybe this will make it better. And so he split it between two other girls. So now three girls have to go to the bathroom and they just pissed. And I was like, this is, this is, (laughs) they really did this. Someone has their name attached to this product. So like there's a Aesthetica rogue hero committee at the end of this. And someone had to put their name to that. They had to voice act (laughs) this. That's embarrassing. Oh man. But you know what? Someone got paid and that's what matters, but it didn't get any better. It was just off brand Testament sister, new devil and worse. Like story wise, it was a little better, but it didn't even look, it looked like monster girl doctor for the most part. And I'm, I'm going to have to say there was no bounce to the ounce anywhere um so (laughs) now i'm watching and you thought there were no girls online which is literally just what i thought it was going to be um almost to the t i'm two episodes in i don't know if i'm gonna stick with this um it's just it's this guy that finds out his guild is all girls apparently um, they meet up online. Turns out they're all like the student council president, and one's this girl that really likes him, and one's this girl that plays a guy. And it's just it was it was predictable. So she she she's got like Mad Young Dairy vibes going on in that show or that yeah. series. Like she's yeah. she's a little extra thirsty. And, oh, it's uh, awful. I remember watching. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember watching, and I was like, "This is hard to watch." I think I dropped it because yeah. I just didn't want to watch any more of it. Like everybody involved was just an idiot. Uh, it was a lot of tropes and I think I had actually experienced so many of them by that point. I was like, uh, you're, uh, you're not worth my time. So I, I dropped it, but yeah. it's, it's that, that series was advertised all over the place through like Crunchyroll and Funimation. Like you, like when you were scrolling Facebook and, and shit like that, like that would be the show that they were like put in front and center. And I'm like, you guys, you guys have all the big series and you're putting that series as your flagship that's the one you want everyone to see on your your facebook page maybe it was a targeted ad for me maybe i'm just i i accidentally looked at some trash for a while and that's all i get now i don't know was, i'm sorry and you may want to you may want to talk to somebody but this is a yeah i don't i don't know if this is gonna roll with me but i'm still reading mm. uh still reading masamune kun's revenge i i need to finish that soon I'm, I'm ready to be done with it it's been like a couple months or at least two months, I feel like. So I need to finish this. Uh, I'm ready to start reading Catsmith. Blacksmith guns? Blacksmith cats? Catsmith blacks? Gunsmith cats. I don't know why I thought blacks was in there. Burst? Burst is the next sequel series. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, <laughs> so let's talk about what we're playing. And Shane, why don't we go ahead and kick it back to you? What are... Oh, did we lose Steven? Oh, it's just my camera. It ran out of batteries. Oh, no. Uh, okay. okay. Well, good deal. The darkness embraces you. Well, Shane, <laughs> what are you playing? Do you play games? Do you like do you like games? I imagine that's why we're here talking about Tales. Oh, you know, just a little bit. Uh, yeah. Recently, I finished up Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, which, yeah. Uh, Trey, you kind of recommended to me multiple times, and I finally caved. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, re- just reciprocating the flavor. Also favor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that was actually a wild ride. That game, I mean, granted, it was long, but I've had so much fun with it. Oh, yeah. I still need to go Just, in and wrap it up. I, I've got to do the epilogue as well. Um, you, you only yeah. did the main story, so you need to do that blog too, right? That blog as well. Yeah, but after, you know, playing it for 70 hours, I kind of needed a little break from it. But the soundtrack in that game is probably one of the best I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. I've oh, already, yeah. I've already put multiple songs on my phone just to listen to. I really like the character development they had between all the characters as well. Mm-hmm. And two-thirds of the way through, it got so damn twisty and turny. It was just one thing right after the other. It builds. It just escalates. It just escalates at such a fast rate, just out of nowhere. Oh geez, now all of this is happening, and it's just madness. At a certain point, it's it was really good. Like it, it was just kind of middling for the most part. Like oh, this is or it builds at a pretty steady rate, not middling. It it really just builds. But then once you get to chapter like twelve or thirteen, and then everything just, just 
kicks goes off. Yeah, no, it was really good. I really liked and it. And that's that what and that's what really hooked me in like the last third of the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, after that, I uh, started up SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Because I needed like a really good palate cleanser, and I played that back on the GameCube way back in the day. What do you and think it's so it's far? Honest, it's honestly as good as I remembered it. To... I don't think I, I remember any issues with it. I, I play it. I, I want to say I even pre-ordered it when they put it on the Switch, and I. Uh, I, I don't remember there being many issues or any discrepancies with it. Whenever I played it, it was it was just a fun platformer, just the same as when I play. I think I had it on the PlayStation Two. Whenever I played it as a wee lad, yeah, I had it on the GameCube myself, and uh, they ended up giving it out for free last month on the PS Five. So I just picked it up. Mm-hmm. I think I might actually finish it up tomorrow. I'm getting pretty close to the end. Oh nice. wow. I've got like one or two levels left. And then after that, I'm honestly not sure. I've kind of toyed around with maybe starting up Stardew Valley because that seems like a very chill game and I kind of want something like that right now. Yeah. And I've also considered going back to uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Wrap up that. Wrap up uh, like the last three-fourths of that. I didn't get too far before Elden Ring came out. Oh, that happened with everybody. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, that, that game just took a month of my life. It did. Uh, poor, poor Horizon Forbidden West. It got it got so yeah. overshadowed, overshadowed by Elden Ring. It didn't. Uh, it didn't stand a chance. And it uh, really no. is unfortunate because it is a great game so far. It looks beautiful, and I've enjoyed playing what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. It's just something else. I wanted a lot more came out. Yeah. No, that's fair. Everyone. Uh, It'll get its roses somehow, somewhere. I agree. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Steven, what are you playing? Oh, man. Uh, funny enough, I'm actually playing uh, a decent amount of Xenoblade Chronicles myself. I decided to boot it back up and uh, see if I can actually, you know, remember the game. And it turns out I actually did. And I forgot how dense it was. And, oh, yeah. uh, yeah, it was. There's a. It's got that MMO kind of quality to it. It's got great music, and I just, I'm loving everything about it. And uh, but I haven't got to put a lot of time into it yet. So I'm gonna be going back to that whenever I get the chance. I think I've also just been practicing some Smash Brothers in anticipation for our yearly gathering because I'd like to really show up and and put up a fight this year. <laughs> I'd like to be good at it because my Guilty Gear game is a. Uh, it's pretty, pretty bad at this point, and everybody else has kind of got me under their thumb. So, I really, uh, I want to be good at something. So, I'm going to put some practice in there, and that's that's pretty much all. Of, oh, wait, wait, wait! That's not true. There is a game I've been playing <laughs> a bunch, and uh, I just picked it up recently. Uh, the Chaotic Pubcast guys actually recommended it, and it's a uh, it's a game called V Rising. It's on Steam Early Access, and it's kind of like got this uh, Diablo esque kind of point of view and hack and slash kind of battles but okay. uh, you play a vamp you play a vampire that just rose from the dead again and you actually have to gather materials and build your rebuild your castle and uh make new armor and weapons and gather different stuff while you're also going to fight bosses and expand your territory and take on humans and it's it's kind of this freeform thing you can play by yourself on a server for pve you can play on a server with other people and play against enemies or play PvP versus each other. You can rent a, a server and have more than four people on it. Like it's there's a lot of options to it, and it's still fairly early on in the game. Hmm. And uh, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's it's not as dense as something like Minecraft or Rust or even like Atlas. It's just a, a really easygoing, enjoyable game, and it doesn't waste your time spending you having you spend hours and hours gathering materials. You can gather what you need for most things you're going to be doing pretty short amount of time. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit, and I've been playing with some friends here and there. And uh, but maybe I'll put some more in more time in later. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, haven't had a lot of time for video games or much of anything between work and sleep. So what about you, buddy? Like you've you've been quiet on the game front lately. The, I've only been working on uh, Axiom Verge, which I finally got to finish, and that was uh, that was very 
relieving, I guess is the word. I didn't think I'd have the capacity to really finish another Metroidvania, but I did. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was very uplifting. I was like, man, if I could do two Metroidvanias, maybe I could do a third. So I think I'm going to work on picking one. Um, I do have Dundara, but I don't think, I don't think I'm big brain enough to do Dundara. That world <laughs> just keeps spinning. So I may give it another go. I may just pick another uh, Metroidvania, but I finished Dundar or uh, Axiom Verge, and now I've started Monster Hunter Stories Two: Wing of, Wings of Ruin, and that's pretty great. I'm like five or six hours in on that, and it's it's amazing. The voice acting is really cool. It's got this neat Capcom anime aesthetic to it. It's it's fun messing with all the monsties and the monsters and how you can build armor and weapons out of them and just collect them. It's it's a fun Pokemon knockoff. And it, yeah. it's not too hard on on the Pokemon part where you have to just keep collecting. You can just keep going and doing what you're doing and you're fine. You you don't have to really do all that. And the story just keeps progressing. You you just keep moving along and everything moves with you. It's it's nice. It's got a real good pace about it. Um but that's really great. I'm I'm enjoying that so far. My brother was really beating me up to play that. So I finally obliged him and it's perfect. I know I keep bitching about playing these JRPGs, but <laughs> here I am in another one and loving it. So maybe I just, of course, maybe I'm not meant to leave it. Maybe I'm supposed to be here in the JRPGs. Yeah. I kind of feel like I'm in the same boat sometimes as far as JRPGs go. Every yeah. time I think I need to take a break, I just keep getting pulled back into another one. Yeah. Axiom Verge was a nice little break. It was like 20 hours of a break, but really I got, nothing else to play it's just jrpgs more and more <laughs> and i mean that that's all I, that's all i need it's like the menus and all that like going through and building and forging stuff like that's what i really liked and or doing all that in uh monster hunter stories like doing all this shit in axiom verge i hate it like it it was not that enjoyable but it was a change of pace but the only satisfaction i really got was you know beating a boss and that was it. I didn't really enjoy finding a new weapon or finding a new ability, but it was it, it. And maybe this was just like a game design thing where Hollow Knight was a lot more um, celebratory and you finding things and making sure that you knew where to use it and do things that so that it was mm-hmm. all put to a good use. And Axiom Verge didn't do a good par- job of that, but. I can just keep playing around in my menus and I know what to do and how to make improvements of everything I find in at least these other menu based games. But that's a separate kind of gripe. I don't really know mm-hmm. what to do with that. That's just a, that's just Trey. Um, but yeah, so that'll probably be me playing that for another couple months. Hopefully not months, maybe a month and then I'll be off that and then I'll play something. I don't know what I'll be playing. That's far down the line. I'll see what I'm feeling. I've got <laughs> I've got a shit ton of these high school games like Caligula Effect and Monarch. I really do want to play Monarch. We'll talk about this another time down the road. Anyway, so I think we're good to get into the meat and potatoes of what we're here for today. And that, my friends, is Tales. Now, Tails is actually a fox from the Sonic franchise. He was oh introduced boy, in... <laughs> no, we, we don't have to do this. Uh, so oh, my God. <laughs> we, could, uh, we can kind of go around the table and give introductions for how we were all introduced to the Tails series. Um, I don't really have one for myself. I, I played Tails, or I tried playing Tales of Asperia two or three times, and I don't know if I just wasn't in the mood or it just didn't catch me at the time, but... I just didn't stick with it. Um, so we'll, we'll kick it back to Shane since we kind of have this rotation going in, in mm-hmm. rhythm. Uh, Shane, how did you get into the Tales series? Literally kind of on a whim. I saw Tales of Symphonia for GameCube way back in the day at GameStop. I just decided to pick it up because I'm like, hey, this looks kind of fun. And it was kind of bang for my butt kind of thing because, you know, it's a two-disc game and it was only... 15, 20 bucks. And I booted it up and just immediately got hooked. It was a GameCube game that was two disc? Yeah. That's pretty rare. I don't think there were that yeah. many of those. I've seen a couple of them, but yeah, no. Um, 
I think what really drew me in was the how the combat worked. Because, you know, typically most JRPGs are turn-based. Well, at least back in the day they were. Mm-hmm. And this one was more action-heavy, which I thought was kind of fun because it gave me a bit more control over what I could do. Mm-hmm. And not only that, the characters were a lot of fun and the story, the story was pretty solid. So I just went from there. This is the one where they're a bit more chibi, right? Tales of Symphonia? Yes. Yes, they've got a bit more of a chibi style back then than they do now. Okay. Good deal. Yeah. Steven, how about you? Oh, uh, I started out with uh, a game called Tales of Destiny back in the day on the PS1. Um, it was, you know, your standard kind of like pixelated graphics, but it had uh, an actual like action based kind of battle system. Like you, it was like on a 2D plane. Like you could, you would run from like left to right and back uh, as the the enemies moved around you and you would fight as well. And I just, I love, like I got it because of the same reason I got Chrono Trigger and several other things back in the day. The anime style art on the cover drew me in because like that's what, that was when I was getting into it for the first time. Uh, so anything anime related was really catching my eye. Um, and even then it's like old, old style anime RPGs. Um, and I remember just being caught off guard by the, the sort of pseudo action oriented gameplay. And that was pretty wild to me. The, uh, it was really kind of a middling experience. <laughs> I, I remember kind of dropping off of the Tales series for a while. And then, uh, essentially I got back into it with Tales of Legendia on PS2, which, was definitely more 3D polygon type characters. It kind of had this uh, unique aesthetic going. And uh, I honestly uh, just was in the right place to enjoy that game. A lot of people consider it like the weird black sheep of uh, the Tales series. But uh, I liked it a lot. It had that 2D battle system. You could jump and attack and use skills. And it was just such a, an unusual gameplay at the time. And I, and I loved it. I also love the like extremely anime style art and story. Uh, the characters were a hoot, and that's really what drags me to the series in the first place. Is that sort of like playing in anime and having a very fun action oriented gameplay? But yeah, that's kind of the start of it. Tales of Legendia has a a really cool looking cover for the PlayStation Two. Yeah, I I do really like that. I don't know what's going on with this main character and this Frankenstein look he has. But he looks really cool with everyone around him in these crystals. That's a uh, that is that's real hot girl shit. Um, <laughs> I don't know about this tales of what was the other one? Destiny, the PlayStation one disc or the yeah. PlayStation one cover. That looks like that was probably taken off an in game special move screen. But there's a PlayStation two cover that looks like it's probably from. Um overseas this doesn't look like an american disc or an american cover but it looks pretty cool it looks like hand-drawn art it looks really nice Um, yeah so i guess while we're here what what games have you you guys played uh for tales and what kind of keeps you guys coming back well we'll kind of keep the order shane let me hear it all right okay so uh i've done both tales of symphonia one and two Tales of the Abyss, Vesperia, Zestiria, Berseria, well, part of Berseria, Xilia 1 and 2, and Arise. Mm. Are any of these terrible? It's also (laughs) like a list of diseases. Well, I mean, a few of them are, but... (laughs) He's got a point. You got to get through the entire game to figure that out. Oh. Oh. uh, Yeah. Okay. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I love how lost Trey is in this exi- in this situation. He doesn't know what to say because he knows nothing about the Tales of series. Like, didn't you didn't you start Vis- like literally just start Vesperia like twice? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and I've got like a couple hours in. Yeah, maybe you're planning to do it again. Time. I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna finish it this time because I've got like five of them. Like, I've got five Tales games I can play. And then we were talking about it in preparation for this uh, this episode. I was like, you know what? I'll just stream one of them, and that'll help hold me accountable. Because I'll be damned <laughs> if I can't let Dongan Rampa go if everyone doesn't just throw that back in my face. Oh that, man, that I haven't finished <laughs> Dongan Rampa. 
You'll never hear the end of it. I know how that goes considering my persona experience. Yeah. Still yeah. haven't finished Danganronpa. I can't believe you. And I can't. Monster. It, I, I can't let myself. I just can't do visual novels. <laughs> I will say, though, Vesperia, I think, is a very good one to start off with. It's Agreed. considered widely as one of the best. And uh, it's when its gameplay was really hit and destroyed. It's got a fun, uh, few fun little mechanics that give it its own personality. And plus, uh, the cast is probably one of my favorites. I meant to have the list of all the voice actors pulled up, but that was a lot to have for each one. So I'm going to pull that up real quick. Steven, what keeps you coming back to the series? Well, I've played a lot of them over the years. Like I said, Tales of Destiny, Tales of Legendia. I played uh, was it Tales of Zelia 1 and 2, Tales of Zestiria, Tales of Vesperia. Uh, Tales, I started Tales of Arise. I'm in the middle of that right now. Uh, I own Bazeria, but I haven't played it, which is such a sad thing to say out loud. But, uh, oh, and the other one I really put a lot of time into was Tales of Grace's F, uh, which is a unique Tales of game. It Like, that's when I really got my first taste of the really anime side of things because there was a lot of anime, like, cutscenes in the game and they had these little side stories where it'd pop up and you'd have the little characters portraits talking and emoting and i thought that was really cool sometimes you get these side conversations about you know the what one character thinks of another they might be talking about what they think about a battle and i thought that was really cool it also had a great art system in it that was kind of like a, a like a balance thing and so you had to really think about what you were using and who who you were using uh, I actually got, loved that series so much at the time. I got a couple like little chibi figures for it. Um, but I, you know, in hindsight, after I went and played further games in the series or, you know, played uh, when we finally got the, uh, the PlayStation release of Vesperia, because I don't know if you know this in the original release of Tales of Vesperia, it was only on the Xbox here in the US. Mm-hmm. And there was a version of it that was released in Japan, I believe on the PS3 that had like an extra character and scenario in it that we just never got until they decided to release Vesperia definitive edition on PS4 and all the other platforms. So I, I actually held out on Vesperia and, and didn't get it on Xbox so I could play the full version of the game. So when they announced definitive edition, I was very excited about that. But uh, the game that really kind of turned me around on tails and just made me fall in love with it again because i kind of started getting really tired of very anime style rpgs at the time like i got through grace's f but i remember getting a little tired i was like okay let's go let's go let's go i kind of don't care about this conflict it was really kind of mundane but we got to zillia and zillia's game system was just so cool uh the way your upgrades and everything worked required you to gather things from the field so it kind of encouraged you to explore the field a little bit more uh, your battle system had a really cool tag team kind of uh, function to it. Like you would use your D-pad to call in your different party members to do specific moves and you could chain them together to make certain effects. And it was just a really, really well-made battle system and progression system. And the story was really, really epic too. I mean, you were talking uh, about them dealing with goddesses and and uh, basically like kind of like a science versus magic sort of thing going on as they went through the whole story and all of the characters were really charming and fun to play. I think that was the, the, the most unique thing is that uh, Zillia was the first one that made me want to play all the characters. And uh, you know, so that made me continue on with tales for quite a while until I got through Zestiria and I was kind of, you know, hitting my, my slow point again. And then I just started tales of arise and uh, got to say, it reminds me a lot of Zillia so I was so, man. I'm I'm back on my bullshit. That's just uh, that's the long version of of that. Like I'm back on my bullshit because of Tales of Arise. And man, is it pretty! It's on the Unreal Engine. Um, it's got a great kind of start to the story. I love the battle system. I I think I played the demo and you get like all the characters and it shows you how to use it. And I'm like, this looks amazing. I want the whole thing. Let's get the whole shebang. Let's get the whole pie in on my plate. I need to play this. And so, yeah, I'm I'm all about it right now. I'm really hoping it does get you back into the series. Uh, honestly, Arise is for sure my top three. 
Uh, it's between that and Vesperia for uh, second place, but it really did get me hooked back into the Tales series to where I want to go back and play a couple of uh, ones I haven't gotten to yet now. If y'all had to recommend a game for people that were first getting into the series, what would it be? Would it be Vesperia? Vesperia is one of them. Mm-hmm. I actually would also recommend Arise. It's probably one of the more accessible Tales games. Just because I'd say it's more on the lighter side as far as JRPGs go. Lighter, what do you mean? That's true. I'm trying to figure out how to word this. It's... I mean, it doesn't... Hmm. I really just lost my train of thought there. (laughs) While you're getting it back, I have quite a bit of history that I pulled from the wiki I can go into. Um, So I'll take this time to do some plugs on some history. Um, so turns out the first game for the tale series came out on the super Famicom with tales of Fantasia. Uh, Steven, you didn't play that one. No, I, I really didn't have access to it or anything like that. Gotcha. Um, something that I thought was neat about this was that they weren't always under Namco or Bandai Namco. Uh, when they first were published, they were originally under a studio called, Oh, where was it? Uh, Wolf's, Wolf Game Studios. Um, but eventually shit fell through with that studio, and then they looked to get purchased, and Namco scooped them up, and then they became Bandai Namco. Um, so where's that? And I'll kind of read that out. So here we go from the wiki. During the story development process, several elements of the original novel were dropped or changed. The game was developed by Wolf Team, an independent game development studio founded in 86. Due to bad experiences at Telenet Japan, the previous employer of multiple Wolf Team members, the staff sought an independent publisher for the game. After an unsuccessful pitch to Enix, they entered a publishing contract with Bandai Namco, then Namco. Fantasia had Mm -hmm. a troubled development cycle with the original Super Famicom version, with many directive disagreements between Wolf Team and Namco. The disagreement led to most of the Wolf Team staff leaving after the game in order to start a new company, Triace. Uh, which would go to make oh, the Star man. Ocean series. Remaining members would continue to develop games in the Tale series. So I thought that was actually a pretty interesting splintering off of how they uh, they would go make the Star Ocean series. Another series it's I'm actually, ignorant in, but I do want to be more knowledgeable in. It's actually Same. fascinating that you talk about that because they... Uh, so in like the original Star Ocean and Star Ocean Second Story, they really kind of adapt the... Uh, the pixel character running on a 2d plane is how they kind of did the, like the, the, the action stuff. Well, they take that and put it in kind of like this weird 3d arena. So you can actually move your 2d sprite, like up, down, left and right as you run around and fight in star ocean. Hmm. And it like, it's clear. There's a lot of, a lot of those people that worked on the original, uh, that had, had gotten involved with, uh, triace and man, I love triace. I like their battle systems. I love a lot of the games they have on their dock. Uh, there's actually a, uh, a sleeper hit like action RPG called uh, eternal Sonata that was on the Xbox and PS3. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really cool because uh, it had some cool functions that it was like still the arena, fi- like action fighting thing, but you could like take on a character's role and they had sometimes some unique mechanics like the bow and arrow uh, character. You could actually play her and then aim the bow and arrow and like draw the bow for like short attacks or long attacks. And you had to like actually aim above an enemy that was far away to get the arch right. It was really, really well done. It was kind of this really mm-hmm. unique experience. But uh, I know that's not the tail series. I just I got, I got excited when I heard Tri Ace. I was like, yes, I love this company. Resonance of Fate. Uh, Tri Ace also did that one. Uh, oh man, God, what a fucking trip. Have y'all played yeah. Resonance of Fate? I have, I have not. I have. Is that the one with the uh, the gunplay and the grenades the and all that bouncing guns, where you just bounce all around the ground and you shoot yeah. your guns? It's a trip. Like I, I feel like you have to be you you got to be smart. I don't know. I'm not smart enough. But they also that was, did all the uh, Valkyrie profile games too. Yeah, I didn't realize they've that. done some bangers over the years. Like there's a lot of like cult hits that they are completely responsible for. So I guess, I guess they really kind of uh, bounced back real quick after that, you know, bad showing with Namco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they did that Valkyrie uh, profile game that I can't ever play again. The Covenant of the Plume. R.I.P. 
Oh. Oh well. Some things are better, better left in the past. Um, apart from that, um, I did get a little piece here uh, about the art style, which I thought was neat. Um, so they actually create the whole story and then they create the characters uh, to model after their profiles. Um, so I'll, I'll read a little bit about that here. Um, the series, sorry, drag strip. So the series is distinct. <laughs> you know, they just get wily at this time of night. The series is distinguished by its art style, which emulates manga and anime. According to Baba, the character designs are created once the main character's story, personality, and environment are determined by the rest of the production team. Beyond that, the artist is allowed to use their imagination, though they can be asked to alter things like costume details and facial expressions. Um, I thought that was really cool that they get to kind of form it afterwards. It's not like they have to build a story after a, a concept um, and I kind of have to look at how Tet. And I, I feel like I say his name every time we have an episode, but Tetsuya Nomura, I feel like we probably get the character design and then we get the story with him. But I feel like this is definitely a reverse of that. I think that's pretty neat. Um, one of the main designers for the series is manga artist Kosuke Fujishima. He was first brought in to design the characters for Fantasia and has since designed for multiple entries, including Abyss mm-hmm. and Zillia. Another designer, Mutsumi Inamata, first designed for the series with Destiny and has contributed designs for entries like Eternia, Rebirth, and Zillia. A third regular artist is Daigo Akamura, who designed characters for Vesperia and Zillia 2, as well as Dawn of the New World. Other designers to work on the series include Kazuto Nakazawa. Wow, did I say that right? Nakazawa. I did. Wow, I'm doing really good with the names. Legendia, or Legendia. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, Koichi Kimura. Zillia 2, and hang on, let me scroll that back up. Minoru, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm struggling with that. Minoru Iwamoto, Zestiria. Um, the art design for each game's world and characters has ranged between a cel-shaded anime style and like Vesperia to a real, a more realistic style like Zillia 2. Uh, skit character images are also directly inspired, inspired by anime art. I mean, you can see that. Kind of, I've seen that in the little bits that I've seen with skits in the uh, in Vesperia. So that's neat. You always get the little profile picture and everyone talking and whatnot. So that's cool. Um, and I really feel like you always know a Tales game. And I, granted, I all I only see it. So please, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But you always know a Tales game by its art. Like you, you could just show people five games and say, "Tell me, tell me the Tales game," and it could be literally. Naruto, Bleach, Dragon Ball, and Tails, and anyone could probably tell you which one's going to be Tails just by showing you like side characters. But yeah, so the reason the reason for that is uh, Kosuke Fujishima is really well known in the anime and manga community because he's responsible for some of the biggest series out there, including You're Under Arrest and Oh My Goddess, one of the uh, the first uh, <sighs> oh, magical no. girlfriend series ever yeah uh, is that the one with the monk uh no 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 um uh you're uh you're under arrest is the two girls who are the police officers and it's kind of wacky hijinks and then oh my goddess is the one with uh the goddesses that so a guy is in college and he ends up getting this goddess to come down and grant a wish i forgot exactly what the circumstances is and he asks her to stay with him oh. so she ends up doing that and so she's like this all powerful kind of like goddess that grants wishes and stuff like that. And he's asked her to like stay with him and be his girlfriend essentially. And so, and then of course other goddesses show up and other storylines happen. And it actually it's really good, but it's a very iconic design look that he has. Uh, there's actually a couple characters throughout the tale series that are very reminiscent in character design to like bell dandy and Erd and scald and all the, the characters in those series. I don't know what I'm thinking of, but there's an anime where this dude lives at a temple and he they keep him there because he's some special kind of monk where every time he gets um trying to think of a better way to say it, but like uh, excitable, he becomes all powerful and all the girl monks around him have to try to keep him contained. And I only got one episode in and I was like, this is not it, chief. 
this is this is not it are you thinking of ah my buddha which is actually the that's that's the, the uh, yeah domestic release name for that series yeah it's probably that's it. that's another trash series that you stumbled upon yeah hard like, not recommend hard yeah. not recommend i did not enjoy that my one episode but it do what it do um have y'all watched any of the anime for a tales series I actually have not, but I've been meaning to. I isn't the Vesperia one supposed to be just like a movie? I think it is. I think it's three OVAs. I think, uh, if I remember reading right, let me see if I have that here in my show notes. Um, because that's the one I've considered starting out with. Because I've seen it on uh, Funimation a couple times now. Yeah, Tales of Ves- uh, Vesperia, First Strike, or something like that. I believe. Let me see if I can find that. I'm pretty and, sure the Zestiria series got UFO table to do the animation. Yeah. I'm just not as interested in Zestiria though, to be honest. It was kind of like not the best one. See, and <laughs> every time perfect. y'all say that, it makes me want to play it and I'm going to, I'm going to champion it. I'm going to be like, oh, this Lordy. is the best one. <laughs> well, uh, keep doing that. If you like perfectly average. Oh, Oh no! <laughs> but as far as the Vesperian movie, I do believe it's supposed to be a prequel to the uh, game. Oh, remember that correctly? So definitely showing watch them... that before I play the game. Yeah, I think it's supposed to show the main character Yuri his time in the uh, Royal Knight Army mm-hmm. before he uh, leaves. Okay, cool. So I do have a bit here on the anime cutscenes within the within the games but not for the movies i'll, I'll kind of read on this a little bit um there so there's some for ufo table and that's kind of our our main bits anime cutscenes included in each game are primary focuses the series aims to avoid standard anime tropes and common narrative elements with each installment wow that's nice the first game to feature such cutscenes was destiny the cutscenes were produced by production ig which has produced cutscenes or provided cutscenes for the series until zillia for Zillia, aiming to demonstrate a new artistic direction for the series, um, that was given by UFO Table. For the Nintendo DS release of Hearts, two identical versions of the game were released as an experiment. Okay. By the production team, with one featuring traditional anime animation by Production IG, and one featuring computer-generated cutscenes by uh, Shiraguma Ltd. The CGI cutscenes proved less popular with the fans than established mm-hmm. anime style. No shit. Why would that even be a thing? (laughs) Uh, For the brand new Tales of Arise, the world design went in a darker direction compared to earlier entries. And I think that's it. Um, But the anime sequences were still done by UFO Table. Fun fact about Tales of Hearts. uh, The West didn't even get a copy of it until it was released as Tales of Hearts R on the Vita. And I actually have a copy of that still sealed in box. And... uh, I don't know if it's good or not. Like I, no one I know talks about it. No, no one I've, I know no one who has actually played tales of hearts are. Um, and I know there's people on the internet probably out there. Like clearly they sold enough to actually get it over here, but uh, I don't know. It's like a lot of the, a lot of the, what it's about uh, or at least the character designs and stuff like that. Don't really kind of call me to bust out my Vita if I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. So, and I like, I have a rise on the shelf. Why would I go back to tales of hearts are, I guess like that's the danger of collecting games for too long and being like, oh, I'm definitely going to come back to those is you just never really do. Um, and that's that's a that is a tough gamer problem that it's a revelation you know, experience. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. But uh, so quick question for you. Uh, are you going to start fresh once you start Vesperia? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll start completely over. I'll try to fit this movie in um at some point over uh the next 24 hours because i'm gonna start this stream uh hopefully tomorrow night we'll see mm-hmm. uh, we'll start that fresh um but yeah vesperia from um minute zero and we'll do that at the uh senpai kohai podcast twitch uh and we'll uh we'll have fun with that but that's that's the plan at least i've i've got to make sure i can th- that this ova wasn't three movies i feel like i saw that somewhere um <laughs> Tales of Vespa Exotilia movie. 
Do you I, just I, combine three of the games together? Probably. I hate the naming convention. I mean, to be fair, Shane, on the show, he just kind of makes up the names and plots of some things. It must be the most confusing thing for anybody that's actually listening <laughs> to get information. Because he may, he'll make up a plot and then go back and then actually reveal the real plot. So if you're a casual listener and you're just kind of like hanging out for a bit, you, you don't know which one's the real thing. This is literally a, a troll podcast sometimes. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, I I do think I, I remember I was going to say earlier about the uh, combat system in Horizon, though. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit less... Uh, it's a little JRPG light in the fact that it doesn't require you to focus so much on uh, MP because they kind of did away with that system in Berseria. It's these little diamond icons that represent how many points it takes to use an art now. Yeah. And you don't have to really worry about recharging those. The only things that are going to require MP in the games now are just healing spells, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and doesn't Arise have like a healing pool or something like that? Yes, they have a separate healing pool that doesn't uh, mix with any of the other like physical arts and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a. I always love that about the Tales of series. It's kind of the, these complex systems they put into the uh, the arts and the battle system. Like, so I remember on one of them, I think it was Tales of Graces F, where you'd have like, or it might be Vesperia, where you have kind of like a like an like an alpha and a beta version of your right. arts. And, and depending on your enemy, whether they're like, uh, you know, ones with heavy armor or they're like flying or, you know, things like that, you, you need to use different style arts to do the most damage or maybe stun. And I think they brought a lot of that in on arise as well. Cause there's a, uh, there are certain characters with certain arts that are more effective against certain enemies. And you have to be able to leverage those against each other. Oh yeah, they go heavy on that. So, I I just looked up where to watch the Tales of Vesperia movie, and you have to rent or buy that one on your your platform of choice. But Womp I, yeah. So <laughs> I did check Crunchyroll. You can watch Tales of Symphonia, the animation, Tales of Zestiria, the X, and Tales mm-hmm. of Crystoria, the Wake of Sin, all on Crunchyroll right now. Which is something, at least. That's at least two of uh, 39 games that you can entertain yourself with. <laughs> I um, forgot they animated the Tales of Symphonia. Uh, yeah, it looks good. I forgot they animated the, the mobile spinoff Tales of Crystoria. Uh, I forgot there was a mobile spinoff. That is actually getting uh, shut down. Yeah, there's like there's been two of them. And I think this is the second one that's been shut down within a year of it launching. Yep. Like they just can't they can't get into the mobile market because the reality is it's a it's a traditional single player based, you know, RPG. Uh and that's that's challenging to pull that off and adapt it to a mobile market where you can do small purchases and, and in-app purchases and things like that. There's a lot of games that are kind of doing that sort of thing. They're trying to bring themselves into a mobile market. Some have succeeded, some have not. Uh, I'm like for one of the ones that's coming up soon is Nino Cooney, so we'll see how that actually plays out. I yeah, keep getting I, ads for that. Same. It's because Bandai knows they have me by the balls. It's true. <sighs> Whatever they want, they get Bandai. I know you listen to this podcast. Bandai. Stop being a bad <laughs> guy, Bandai. I got nothing. Oh I got gosh. nothing for them. I, I love that. I love that you have no idea what to do with yourself when it comes to tales because you're like, I'm just starting. I have, like, I have to get into it. Like, uh, like there's a lot of good character development and storylines in these games. Um, I do like the switch, to the unreal engine, uh, like Shane, what, like what's your take uh, as a long time player? It was the unreal engine, uh, changed like a good, a bad thing. I will say, I think it's a good thing that they switched to that just to keep garnering new interest for the series. It feels like it gives it sort of a, you know, a fresh new coat of paint mm-hmm. and just all the pretty visuals and, I mean, the combat even improved with the Unreal Engine a little bit, I think. It allows you to flow uh, more moves and stuff together to make, uh, you know, just combos a lot easier to pull off. Yeah, it's kind of got a cinematic look to it, honestly. I feel like it helps pull people in. Or like it helped attract new fans. 
because I feel like people that weren't talking about Tales before were definitely interested in Tales of Arise. Like new anime fans were like, oh, what is Arise? What is all this? I feel like it was definitely an attractive factor on that. And it did it a lot better than shit like, uh, what was the anime fighter game that just came, that just delisted? Oh, um, Jump, Jump Force. Force. Jump yeah. Force, yeah, that did, an- that did real life anime kind of weird. So it did that a lot better or bridged that gap a little better between kind of realistic, but still anime. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unique that you say that because it, it really seems to be hit or miss. Uh, what companies succeed with that you you know jump force was a, a, an example of it not really going well but a good uh change is like i know i don't think it's exactly the unreal engine because i think it's a uh, capcom's uh new uh re engine uh but monster hunter finally came back to consoles like with its own new like more realistic looking engine mm-hmm. but it still had that that kind of design in it to give it that very japanese like anime and and fun flair to it uh, and and it's been like the best selling entry in the series, uh, and then he took it a step further and added ninjas and like you know mountable uh, riding dogs that look like Rush from freaking uh, Mega Man, and you know with Monster Hunter Rise, and it's just it's really done them a really great job. And I think Tales of Arise attracted a lot of attention to a waning interest in the Tales of series. I also just think that Zestiria and Brasiria, while Brasiria was a step in the right direction, Zestiria really was so just mediocre. And kind of was trying to do like the old stuff, but in a newer era, like, cause it was the first PS4 Tales series game. Like, and when you, when you're launching a new series or your series on a new platform, you got to come with the best you got. And unfortunately we didn't. So I think it, it lost a lot of attention, but Arise brought it right back because it is so well received. Yeah. Fair enough. And I want to say at that time too, Bandai was getting a lot of attention in other series too. So it wouldn't surprise me if after the loss of Zysteria, and this is just, retrospective gam gandering and, and gambling but like if they just got tasked out to assist with other things while while waiting on a rise too because mm-hmm. i want to say they were probably starting to get ready for the couple of gundam games that were starting to come out wrapping up naruto um probably jump force was getting ready to go at that time like they were full force anime games i think zestaria came out hang on i've got the timeline right here 2015 oh 15 and then 16 was bazaria i i thought bazaria came out to generally good acclaim though i feel like that one was yeah it's generally a well-received game it i mean like steven said just came out kind of at a poor time because uh holy shit words zesteria i know zesteria honestly was pretty bland yeah I think it's partially what gave me a little bit of pause when starting Berseria. Yeah. No, no, I've seen a couple, uh, a couple of people that we follow through Twitter. Um, they've just finished Berseria and it's interesting seeing what they're posting about the main girl, Violet. Is that her name? Velvet. Same thing. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it seems like it's a neat, interesting story. Um, Cause all I'm really is just seeing like their little comments and pictures and everything. Cause I, I kind of lived it through them to a degree. I, I tried to stay away from spoilers cause I plan on going through it myself, but Berseria definitely seemed like a, a neat, interesting story, but yeah, Zysteria is definitely uh, not the banger. And then just from interacting with you two, uh, Zillia is a banger. Vesperia yes. is a banger. Mm-hmm. Everything else is okay. Symphonia, a banger, yeah. Symphonia is a banger, absolutely. A lot of people really like Abyss as well. Yes. Yeah, Abyss is a really well regarded one as well. But Abyss is a hard one to find. Well, Abyss and Symphonia. No, Symphonia you can get on a Steam. Abyss is one you can't. Abyss is uh, in limbo right now, along with these other ones. You you can't really get anything apart from. Oh, what is it? You can get Symphonia, Vesperia, and Zisteria, and Bazaria, Bazaria, and Arise right now. Those are the only ones you can get. Everything else, locked to other consoles. 
um, older consoles. You can, I don't even think you can really play them on current gen consoles. Afraid not. So <laughs> it is no. what it is, and it do what it do. But hopefully, it do it better. <laughs> and I'm hoping Arise does garner some attention for those older games to where they port them to newer systems or hell at least pc yeah. yeah i mean that's a pretty straightforward uh model for a lot of these companies these days is to bring back older games on pc as long as they're like newer incarnations are successful enough uh weiss is really commonly you know a good example of that hell the uh, trails of series uh like the trails uh trails in the sky uh trails of cold steel like those things are huge, and so now we're getting some of the entries and older entries in the series that we would have never gotten before, but they're exclusively on PC. Yeah, I feel like I remember earlier in the year there there's a Twitter account or an Instagram account for the trail or the Tales of series, and they were going through celebrating old games, old characters, and they were doing things in a weird fashion that almost looked celebratory. And maybe my mm-hmm. timeline's messed up, but I thought that was going to be leading up to some announcements or some revivals. But alas, here we are. It's it's always anticipated, kind of like when Persona was uh, celebrating its like was it twenty fifth anniversary this year, yeah. and everyone's like, ah, oh, ports of the older games to newer systems, yeah. And uh, we got the fighting game, but that's so far that's it. No one else is like is bringing Persona three back into the fold and or anything like that. Yeah. Which, they, so. which they should totally do. Absolutely. To say that much. Yeah. At least something. Just just make it more accessible. I don't know what the holdup is. Licensing or I don't know. And some of these sports might be some of these sports might be a little more difficult to do too, especially with PS3 games, just because mm-hmm. that was like the weird console they had. But you would think you would have the foresight to start working on this a lot sooner. And that way you could get ahead of it. Like, you know, so what? The Persona 3 was on the PSP, right? Mm-hmm. PS2. PS... Oh. It was on the PS2 first. But, but, then it, but it did come to the incarnation of PSP. Yeah. And so that was the last time it was available. But, you know, the PSP has been out of commission for years. So you would think you'd already start getting that ready for a final updated port to get that out and available everywhere else for its final redo or redux, whatever that, whatever that word is that way you kind of have that ready, but that's just kind of a thought I would have that way. It's like, you know, let's get this done one more time. That way no one has to bust our balls about it, but I don't know. Maybe there, I feel like there's gotta be something holding it up elsewhere, legality or something. Otherwise it would be that easy and we would have it. But maybe the work isn't there, or not the work, the interest to justify the work, I guess is what I mean. Yeah. Bandai Namco's got their hands on a lot of teams and projects. I imagine it would, you know, that's resources that could be used in other places with guaranteed audiences. So it, it really depends. And like with the Persona stuff, it's Sega and Atlas. So that's a whole other, that's a whole other company. You know, they are smaller as well. So. Yeah, they're working on the real Tales of series, which is Tales. Um, Tales was actually introduced in Sonic 2. That's um, it. I'm oh done. Boy. I'm done. Wrap That's... this bitch up because this burrito <laughs> keeps going on. Spilling the beans. I'm going to put you to bed. That's that's actually all I have. Um, so we'll kind of go around the horn one more time. Uh, Shane, thank you again for joining us for this Tales of Tales of Nonsense uh <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for having me i really appreciate it yes sir um so hopefully you can join me and guide me through the tales of vesperia vesperia as i go through that and hopefully i can get some kind of cure on that once i go see a doctor but we'll uh i'll help we'll... you any way i can <laughs> thank you uh, i'll just be impressed if you can pronounce the damn name right at some point <laughs> me too um, and we'll be starting that on Sunday. Shane, is there anywhere anybody can find you? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or yeah. Instagram or Twitter, how, however you want people to find you. Let's say mostly just on Instagram. Uh, right now, it's all lowercase uh, Shane Marburger. That's M-A-R-B-U-R-G-E-R. And I mostly just post pictures of food that make people hungry all the time. Shane is an excellent cook, and he does post a lot of good eats. Yes, uh, he, good is, eats. he is the chef of the group. That's amazing. Tales of 
the chef. Steven, do you have anything else for the uh, anything else for the good of good of the weebs? Uh, I don't really have a lot to share right now, but I do promise that soon I will be returning with a lot of things to talk about. Uh, I got a lot of plans in the uh, the binder, the uh, the day planner. You know, for those old folks that may remember those bad boys, I don't even use my uh, I don't even just, use my phone. I use paper and pen. Put it in your palm so make... pilot. Just, just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're dating yourself there a little bit, there, buddy. Uh, but no, I, I I'm coming up with some ideas for once I'm done off these overnights, and I'm gonna come back with a lot of fun things for you guys, and uh, look forward to it. And you can always check me out on Twitter at bonsai bandit. That's B O N S A I bandit, and uh, you know I'll post on the senpai kohai uh podcast twitter you can see things i do on there anyways trey you know the drill wrap us up let's put it to bed and get some sleep it's time to wrap so i can nap all right guys with that thank you for joining us tonight we'll see you again in another two weeks for another episode of the senpai kohai podcast you can follow us at all the usual social medias at senko podcast check us out wherever you like to listen to your podcast and we will see you again next time Night, everybody. Night. Night.